This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. Korean filmmaking is just so specific and so great and uh, and they really know how to scare the shit out of you. And Willis. I'm a freak because I woke up at 7 a.m. this morning and my first thought was like, Gotta is Jack's working? <laughs> Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. Streaming is in the news this week. Uh, We've got a lot to talk about in the streaming world. Big moves happening. Really Um, big moves. (laughs) Not only online, but also uh, with the unions. So we're going to get into that. So uh, let's bring it in here. Uh, First off... We're going to talk about Netflix uh, and their password crackdown in the United States has officially begun. Yes. Um, so we'll talk about how that's going. Uh, I looked and it I do have the options on my uh, my account. So there we go. There you go. Um, Paramount Plus uh, is officially going to merge or team up or something with Showtime. I think it's going um, to consume so, Showtime. Yeah. Yeah. Which is an interesting. I feel like Showtime's been floating around, but we'll get into that. Totally. Um, HBO Max has officially 100% become Max as of earlier this week. Yep. Uh, releasing a bunch of new stuff and uh, changing stuff around. Yes. Um, so, you know, that's one, two, three, four big streaming uh, platforms that we've got news coming on here. Um, yep. We are also going to talk about what's going on with SAG-AFTRA and honestly, like, and the WGA and the Directors Guild. Yes. um, Because, as you know, the WGA is already striking. Um, Right. The Directors Guild is currently in negotiation and SAG-AFTRA is about to start negotiation and kind of like things aren't looking good. So we're going (laughs) to... We're going to dig into that, see what we can find out, because it could be a very interesting summer. Yes. Yes. It definitely, yeah. Interesting <laughs> yeah. is the key word there. <laughs> uh, slash, like, next couple of years. Yes. Next, probably 10 years. Um, yeah. <laughs> but before we get into all that, Josh, what's coming out, or has already come out, I guess, uh, this week? Yeah. Uh, a t- an absolute ton of stuff uh, is coming out this week. Partially, I think, because of the Max stuff, and just it's we're we're into the summer, folks. So we have a lot we have a lot coming um, for theaters. All of these premiering <laughs> on May twenty sixth. We have about my father, Kandahar, The Little Mermaid, Opening Night, Baby, uh, <laughs> The Machine, and You Hurt My Feelings. The Little Mermaid. We'll have to have a discussion about those movies in the future because yeah. I'm hearing that it's pretty good, which is really odd to me. And I'm like, you yeah. know, it is what it is. I saw a thing that it's uh, it's the longest of the remakes that they've made, but it's also mm. the one that is the most longer than its original. Does that make oh, sense? Oh, like they've added more. Like it, it is longer than the original Mermaid, more than the Didn't, original Mermaid, than the original Little Mermaid, <laughs> than like Aladdin was compared to the original Oh. Aladdin. It's something like 52 minutes longer than... Holy 52 uh, minutes? I think that was what the number was. But it's it's much longer than The Little Mermaid animated. If, oh, my goodness. Okay, so we'll talk about that. I don't know if I'm going to see that in the theater. We'll see what happens. Um, so that's what's coming to theaters. For streaming, for shows, we have a whole bunch of stuff coming. We have Prehistoric Planet coming to Apple TV Plus on the 22nd, which I was a huge Prehistoric was Planet Monday. fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I can't wait to check that out. We have Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai hitting Max on the 23rd. Okay. Um, we have What Am I Eating with Zoe Deschanel yep. hitting Max on the 23rd as well. Uh, American Born Chinese hitting Disney Plus on the 24th, which is Michelle Yeoh, Kiwi Kwan, and Stephanie Hsu. Yes. And I was like, okay, let's go. Let's go. Uh, mom, dad, and sister right there. Um, we have Platonic <laughs> hitting Apple TV Plus on the 24th. We have the fifth season of the Mayans MC, which if you're a, a Sons of Anarchy fan, you'll know what this is, uh, mm-hmm. hitting FX and Hulu. Um, we have The Ultimatum, uh, Queer Love hitting Netflix on the 24th. We have FUBAR coming to Netflix on the 25th. Arnold, baby. I think is Arnold, yeah. Yep. We'll see. 
don't know what's happening with Arnold there. Um, <laughs> we have the that Kardashians. Movie looks ridiculous. It does look ridiculous. It's called Fubar. I'm like, okay. Um, the Kardashians coming back for season three on Hulu on the 25th. Run the World season two coming to Stars on the 26th. Barbecue Showdown coming back for season two on Netflix on the 26th. And for movies, a whole bunch of random stuff. Well, hold on, hold on. Before you go on to movies. What? Also, uh, on Tuesday the 23rd, Clone High season two premiered. Oh, really? Heck yeah. I thought yeah. that happened two weeks ago. Nah. Came out with the uh, the HBO Max Interesting. Update. I don't know why that yeah. didn't hit my list there. Interesting. Well, that also <laughs> that also came out this week. <laughs> uh, movies. We got Bama Rush hitting Max on the 23rd. Being Mary Tyler Moore hitting Max on the 26th. Uh, Blood and Gold hitting Netflix on the 26th. Influencer coming to Shutter on the 26th. Wildlife coming to Disney Plus on the 26th. And Sarah Silverman, Someone You Love, uh, her new special hitting Max on the 27th. A lot of Max stuff go. coming. They, they dumped a lot with their rebrand, yeah. Yeah, they were ready. Um, dumped sounds like a mean word, but yeah. Well, they were prepared. Uh, yeah. So that's what's coming this week, guys. And let's uh, let's talk about some streaming goodness. Here we go. All right, so we've known it was coming for a long time. Yeah, we actually have. Yeah. We have. We've talked about this a lot. (laughs) uh, Yeah, but uh, Netflix has started cracking down on password sharing. In the U.S., because I think they were doing this. In the U.S. Yeah. They've done it in Canada, and they did it in, I want to say, New Zealand, Portugal, and Spain. Mm -hmm. So they tested it out for a while, and Canada, I think, is usually their metric of, like, kind of how things are going to go in the U.S. Right. You know, um, not a perfect one-to-one, but that's, you know, their kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, as of this recording, yes, um, for me at least, I don't know if you've checked, and I don't know if they just clicked everybody at the same day. I think they did. Uh, but uh, if you want to have a, uh, what are they calling it, an outside, an additional person? Yes, um, an additional user or whatever. An additional user as part of your Netflix account. It's going to cost you an extra seven ninety nine a month. Seven ninety nine a month. Eight bucks. That's yeah. more than Disney Plus started out costing in total. Well, here's the thing: is that's more than the six ninety nine it is for an ad supported version of Netflix. So is that their goal? No. So I, I believe, and I don't know how firm these numbers actually ever were with us, but I believe we were thinking that it was going to be like three, four bucks. I thought that's what I read. It was like pe- yeah. two to three bucks, you know, per yeah. head, like one ninety nine um, or something. But no, uh, so seven ninety nine, <laughs> which like, not going to lie, that price point changes the the conversation. Yeah, if it's not the cheapest option, then like, yeah, like if you're gonna have Netflix. Get the six ninety nine. I know. If I'm a dad of like a you know college kid, and suddenly I'm like, oh, it's gonna be seven ninety nine, right? Additional to keep them on. I'm gonna be like, hey, just like pay for the six ninety nine version, right? Like it makes more sense. This is like one of those things where I'm like, I wonder when they decided the pricing because yeah, this kind of changes everything. Like it it makes it seem like they don't. Like, they really don't want you to be sharing an account at all, even if it means yeah. paying the extra eight bucks. But I'm like, dude, for my family, that'd be an extra, like, 20, yeah. s- like, over 20 bucks more. <laughs> like, Which is kind of untenable, yeah. And it's, it's one insane. of those that, like, I think, yeah, that becomes a thing of, it's real money and it's complicated. Yeah. Because if 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 there's anyone out there that's not willing to just, like, pay the seven ninety nine or whatever, it's like, yeah, whatever, like then it, it becomes a whole thing of like, I'm not do the cheap version. You pay for it. Do the cheap version or don't do anything. Cause I yeah. think a lot of people are going to start really reevaluating how much they use Netflix because of this. And for me personally, mm-hmm. like I don't really use apart from like, I just watched a bunch of stuff on there because it was just popping up and I needed something to Josh, watch. I don't really watch Netflix except for, except all, for the all the time, I watch you know, <laughs> But no, like it's one of the services that I don't check Netflix first ever sure. these days. And if it becomes something like this, and I'm, you know, obviously we're avid movie watchers. I wonder for the for the average person putting this in front of them and saying like, you're going to be blocked. Like, because yeah. that's what happens. They're giving you a notice that says like your account, you're like this user will be blocked from this account. You're not going to be able to use it anymore. 
Have we seen that? Is that the, is that like, cause I, I saw that I can add like an additional user in my account, but I like, well, I mean, I'm in my home location, so right. So you I haven't seen any forward-facing stuff. Yeah, I haven't seen it on my end, but I've seen screenshots from like Vulture that were like, "This sure. is this email that's been sent out to people," and I wonder how many people will just simply say, "I don't really." Oh, I forgot I was even paying for Netflix. Or, yeah. like I forgot I was even using this. It was just on my TV. Let me just get rid of it. Like, how many people will just say, "I don't really need it anymore"? Because I think this will be like a reevaluation of. Oh, let me check in on how many streaming services I'm subscribed for to. Sure. <laughs> for sure. For yeah. sure. I actually, so it's gotten to the point. I actually started looking at all the subscriptions I had, like actually starting to look a little bit closer. And oh, like, God. I haven't gotten to the point where I'm attaching a price tag to all of those. Cause that's still a number I don't want to know. But like <laughs> I have in my head, like a ballpark and I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that ballpark. Right. Well, um, and then you just have to go like minimum. This is eight bucks a month for these, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. I partially blame you because I am definitely subscribed to the Criterion Collection now, <laughs> which is ten ninety nine like, a month. I only give you like two months of that because I, I knew know. it was ten ninety nine. I know. Yeah. But I'm like, I, but I, like I watch stuff on it. So I'm like, yeah, okay. Here That's we go. Pretty- that was, that was the tee off that was like, let me look at how much I'm actually spending on this. And um, the Criterion but, is worth it. Like I will say yeah. it's one of those services. Yes. It's totally worth it. Yes. To go back to Netflix, yes. uh, the thing that's interesting here, so we're in Q2 now. Uh, they rolled out originally in Canada and New Zealand and all that, uh, I want to say in January, um, three months ago. Yeah. So three months ago was not January. Uh, three months ago was March. The password cracking rollout has resulted in a larger paid membership uh, base in Canada mm. over the last three months. So they've increased their their profits by doing this hmm. because I'll bet there were a lot of people that just went, yeah, whatever, I'm going to pay it or yeah, whatever, like my kid can pay the $6.99 if he wants it. Right. You know, which is like an interesting thing, especially considering that they have gone, they were like going down uh, in subscribers. Right. Like earlier this year, even. Yeah. So that's mm, that's interesting, and I'm betting that yeah, uh, they they added 1.75 million subscribers in Q1. But like, what can account for that? Because I'm like, they're not releasing. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of things. I mean, they they made a lot of moves. You they know? did, um, and I, like, and it seems to be working. Like, they are going up in their mm-hmm. in their subscription, and like. Mm. It's interesting because for all the all the lamenting that we have done, and they are definitely losing people. Yeah. Um, but I feel like they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna lose some people, but we're gonna get more than we lose." Right. Yeah. Mm. Which is interesting. It is interesting, and the other thing that I've been noticing with Netflix is they have been really pushing content that's not theirs, like pretty mm-hmm. heavily, and like obviously it's uh, personalized to every single person, but like. The top 10 normally for movies is like a yeah. bunch of movies from like 2010 or whatever, like a bunch. Yeah. And it's not like Iron Man or anything. It's like, you know, like Michael Mann movies show up on there, like Dragged Across yeah. Concrete. Like there's movies and I'm like, well, they just got heat. Yeah. Heat just made its way over there. But yeah. uh, let me look at what the top 10 is as of recording. Uh, top 10 in the in the US today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Missing, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Um, the mother, which just came out, which mm-hmm. is the Jennifer Lopez one, the son, which is, uh, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman and Anthony Hopkins. Uh, I, I think follow up to the father. I've heard know. it's uh, absolutely horrible. <laughs> Ted, uh, a man called Otto, which the algorithm wants me to watch the man called Otto, a man called Otto. So, yeah. so bad. Uh, and then, and Nicole Smith, you don't know me, ugly dolls, Faithfully Yours, The Croods, and Sing Too. Is that's your top ten? Right, um, a bunch of yeah, stuff. Like that's none of those not... are Netflix originals. Yeah. Right, right. And so it's like they, that's been they've started to. I don't know if this is a starting thing, but it seemed it's become more apparent to me that like they pivot more that direction because it's like our content isn't always that strong. When it is, it's really strong. Yeah. But when it's not, we better have a back catalog of a bunch of movies that we can feed yeah. to people, like, you know, from Which good filmmakers. I would argue that, like, Netflix, and I say this with no basis, really, just 
speculation, but uh, <laughs> I feel like Netflix has one of the deeper catalogs. Dude, definitely. You know, like Max might compete, especially now. Yeah. Um, but like it's not st- like Apple can't stand up to that. Disney can't really stand up to that. No. Like Paramount, I don't think can really stand up. And like none of the no. other ones are really Peacock, maybe because it's like yeah. chaos and incredible somehow. But right. But I mean, it's got a massively deep bench. They do, and they've always had that, but within the last five to five-ish years, they've been steering into like, yeah. you know, we talk about it all the time, Red Notice and Squid Game and like all the stuff that they produce, and a lot of it's good, but like people don't, you can't have a 100% hit rate. Yeah. You need to just have a back catalog of stuff, and people want to just go and watch Ted again. Like, they yeah. just do. Well, it's interesting, and this is something we can we can dive into in another episode, but like, I do feel like there's like a lot of older movies that are like having their moment these days. Totally, totally. Which is which is bizarre. Um, what did I just see? Oh, this is gonna take me a second. Hold on. There was a movie that has just started. Oh my god, I'm not gonna remember this now. It's gonna drive me crazy. It was something that was literally just like, oh my god, this movie was such a sleeper hit. I can't believe how good it. Um, was it? Was it Blood Diamond? I think it was Blood Diamond. It could have been. That was definitely on. I Yeah, I feel like I've, I've seen a handful of things about Blood Diamond in the past week or so. And maybe this has to do with uh, Leo showing up in uh, Killers. Killers of the Flower Moon trailer. But like people talk about like, wow, this movie was really good, really good. And I remember people hating that movie when it came out. But like, yeah, you know, that movie came out in what, like 2004, five. Yeah. yeah. Like lots it's of been a long time, but been like 20 years. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I mean, like Netflix making moves, but it seems to be working for them. The crackdown stuff, like maybe not the best PR, yeah, uh, move. But I don't think they care. I think they're like, see what happens. Seems to be working. I mean, like I don't think, I don't think in a week we're gonna see like Netflix loses four million subscribers. Right. Right. Stock price tanks. Yeah. We'll see, man. We will see. I'm very, I'm very intrigued to see how the United States will react to this yeah. happening because we do tend to be a little more extreme than Canada, right? But I think we are the biggest user base that they have. So, oh yeah, for sure. I don't know, man. Um, very odd, uh, man. Eight bucks, Jesus. So speaking of streaming, I guess <laughs> there you uh, go. with Netflix and stuff like that, uh, Paramount Plus mm-hmm. has set a launch date for their merger with Showtime. Yes. Now Showtime I think is has been one of those that has been kind of slutty. Has yeah. been like around uh with every different streamer. Totally. You know, I'm pretty sure I have Showtime through Amazon, but I think you can also get it through uh through hulu i think you can also get it obviously through paramount plus um but that's all coming to an end it's gonna be coming in exclusively through paramount plus yes which is the stronger of the two names definitely (laughs) yeah for sure and i mean like showtime you know it's weird because it used to be like showtime and hbo like back to back like full force and that's just not the case anymore no um but uh it's coming soon it's coming in a little over a month. Yeah. The end of June, June 27th. Yeah. 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 Um, which is insanely soon. Well, it was um, supposed to happen in September, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, it's one of those, I don't think this is like really a big thing. I don't think they're redesigning their entire app to like incorporate this stuff. I think they're no. just going to upload Showtime's library into the Paramount Plus app and be like, here you Showtime. go. Right. Which is like what it's like on Amazon and what it's like on Hulu. So totally. I think the point is to just get rid of there's too many. And like eventually it'll just be Paramount Plus and there won't be a showtime there. Like it'll just yeah. be like all of this stuff is Paramount Plus content. Um which makes sense because they're also upping the cost of what Paramount used to cost up to I believe twelve bucks uh, yeah. a month with the added content, which I'm like, you can't really do that like i get it but i'm like i didn't ask for the showtime stuff like <laughs> yeah you know yeah. it's like you're getting more whether you like it or not it's like you know i also paid for showtime so i'm like you're really losing money on me on this so like it is what yeah. it is it's uh, a weird it's a weird kind of thing because it's like there's a lot of this consolidation stuff going on and i'm like yeah 
I am paying less. You are. You know, I, we'll get to this in a minute. But like I was talking to my wife today about Max and she was like, wait, does that mean I can cancel my Discovery Plus subscription? Yeah, to which I was like, you have a Discovery Plus subscription? <laughs> um, but also, yeah. You know, and like we can cancel our Showtime subscription through Amazon. And, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, we we didn't really put this in here as well. But like the Hulu Disney Plus merger thing yep. that we talked about, I think, last week. Yep. Uh, like that'll bring it down. Like it is consolidating. And like if I'm taking off five dollars here, I'll add a dollar. If the math works out. And this is, again, also one of the things that kind of made me go, let me see what the math is here. Right. Um <laughs> Until I didn't get to the part with numbers, but, uh, right, right. But yeah, I mean, I think this is like what we're going to see a lot of in the next year. Is I don't really know what else is going to merge. I will bet money shutter gets picked up by something. Just putting that on your radar right now. I feel like shutter and Netflix makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if Netflix is really looking to pick up other brands, but like, yeah, yeah. You know, I could see shutter getting pulled into like a Paramount plus or, you know, yeah. a, uh, Hulu or something like that. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> getting pulled into Hulu and just having the full gamut on Disney Plus of like Yo. <laughs> here is like made for seven year olds like cartoon Spider-Man and the darkest, scariest horror Yeah, the most depraved shit you've ever heard Amazing. of. I mean, hey, you know, I'm, I'm still curious to see what happens with Disney and Hulu because again, yeah. very different content there and we're not sure how they're going to maintain that. With yeah. Paramount and Showtime, I'm like, you could have called it the same thing and I wouldn't have really known Showtime is something that I'm not like, I didn't, I never really watched Showtime on sure. TV. So I'm like, whatever, whatever it is, send yeah. it, send it my way. I and mean, pa- the big win is, is Yellow Jackets. That's their yeah. show right now. That's yeah. why we have a subscription. Right. Um, <laughs> the other thing that's interesting worth noting in this is, so the Showtime app is going to be shuttered at the end of the year. So it's not going to be around anymore. Right. Um, right. Which like, yeah, duh, like there's no reason to have it. But that's an interesting segue that we can start talking about Max. Yes. Yeah. Because Max is here. The long heralded new HBO, I guess. I guess. Merger between HBO and Discovery. Yeah. Uh, no, merger between Warner Brothers and Discovery. Yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, one company now. They have merged their app. They have dropped HBO from the Max thing and added all of the Discovery Plus content. Yes. Into that library, into what seems to be like an almost seamless transition. Yeah. I think apart from like a little blip this morning for yeah, you. Yeah. Like I, I'm a freak because I woke up at 7 a.m. this morning and my You're first like, thought was like, is check. Max working? <laughs> and it wasn't. I like, you know, yeah. went to sign in and it was like, congrats, you've signed in. Click here to start streaming. And that button didn't do anything. Um, right, right. <laughs> but I went back and I went back an hour later and it worked and I was like, this is pretty, it's pretty clean. It's very much yep. the same as the HBO Max app. Mm-hmm. And I have only looked at it on my computer. I know you looked at it on your phone. I haven't looked at my Apple TV yet, so I don't know what that looks like. But yep. like, it seems like it's pretty clean. Um, yeah. It's really weird how undivided it is. Um, yeah, yeah. Like it's all that content is just there. Right. Um, you can get down and get to their like brand spotlights kind of thing. But like a lot of the HBO content I'm watching is just kind of like there. And then I see something that I'm like, that wasn't there. That, before. <laughs> that's different. Right. Like, you know, I'm scrolling through here and it's like. See, and I'm even like in my head now because I'm looking. I'm like, was ER on HBO Max before? I don't think it I was. I don't think it was. And it's certain things like Fringe definitely wasn't. But they've got like Fringe and Contact and Silicon Valley. And I'm like, that just kind of cuts right together. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Especially a lot of their like uh, true crime stuff that they've got just kind of slides right in there. It, it just it's, works. It's clean. Yeah. Um, a lot of it, I don't think is, you know, aimed towards me, but like, that's fine. You know, (laughs) there will undoubtedly be something from discovery plus that I watch. Totally. It's there in front of you now. Like it's inevitable. Like I roll my eyes at a lot of the stuff that's going by here, but what did I, I saw something that I was like, Oh, what was it? 
Oh, yeah. They have BattleBots on Discovery Plus. And I'm kind of like... That's awesome. That might that might get me. That might um, be the also, one, like, man. Mythbusters. You I mean, I mean? and it's interesting because I was looking through this morning and we were texting because I now have both the Max and the HBO Max app because that was yes. the other thing. It's like they didn't really specify as to what was going to happen. It just kind of yeah. happened. And we weren't sure. It's like, what are we going to need to download something new? Is HBO Max just going to turn into Max? And like, how is that going to work? And it, yeah. it really depends on the platform you're on because it automatically updates on Prime. Like if you go to Prime, already says Max. Like everything yeah. under that is just Max. Um, same with like Roku. With Apple devices, like you'll actually have to download another one. But sure. like both apps still function. Yeah. So well, I'm wondering when, when it phases. Like <laughs> when I couldn't get into Max this morning, I typed in HBOMax.com mm-hmm. and it brought me right in. It was like, here you go. Right. And there was like one broken like image, but I'm like not entirely convinced that that wasn't my just my computer. Sure. Um. So it's like, yeah, they're they're not. It's not like just a we're dropping these other two off the planet and then I was wrong. They are dropping it off the planet. I just tried to open my HBO. So I just downloaded max and I had Mm -hmm. HBO open before and it was, it was fine. And now it's prompting me just to download max and I can't open the HBO max thing. So, so HBO max is now directing to max. HBO max.com is now directing to max. So, so the app is gone now. Okay. Okay, so I wonder if that's the same with Discovery. Now, this is what my question was, because if you go to the Apple store, because that's mm-hmm. I have an Apple, I have, a, I have an iPhone, um, yeah. and you read through the description of what Max is, yes. HBO is plastered all over that bitch, dude. It is yes. in the top. It just says, this is where you'll find HBO, movies, and TV. And then underneath it, it says, this is where you'll find all of your HBO originals, exclusives, and then lists everything out. Nowhere does it say Discovery content is on here, which I think is fine because it's trying to consume Discovery and just be done with it. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, what happens to all the Discovery users? (laughs) So I have two things I want to I want to. Yeah. Fight back with you. on. Totally. Okay. So I have it in front of me and it says Max is the one to watch for HBO hit series, films, reality and more. Yeah. And it's like it's I think that's not saying like HBO hit series, HBO films, HBO. It's like HBO as a whole. Right. Also hit series. And also films. films also. Yeah. Like it's like it's weird because it's just that's just the list. You know. Right. Um, and the other thing that I was like. I thought of when I was looking through this, and this is how I discovered BattleBots, is <laughs> Discovery Channel is its own standalone brand. Mm-hmm. So like Discovery Plus was the app, but that contained all of these brands like TLC and HGTV yep. and Food Network and Magnolia Network mm-hmm. and TC. Oh. Yeah. But also Discovery is one of those. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying Discovery all over the place... It could just be that. They might be like, oh, does that mean it's not Food Network? Oh. Does that mean it's not HGTV? Is it just Discovery? Like, I, I, like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta want it to, for that to be the case, you know? Right. But I'm like, I could see there being a level of confusion, whereas like HBO is a very established, it's not TV, it's HBO. Like, for sure. Know. For sure. I just think that. In this day and age, when people are signing into an app that is Discovery Plus or Paramount Plus, like your initial reaction is like, oh, it's a Discovery thing. Whether or not it is actually Discovery or TLC is different. But like just to, I I mean, I guess it makes sense. I guess like just dropping it and being like, you'll find reality shows on here. You didn't before. Look at it. Look at it from the point of view of someone who doesn't have either. Mm. You know, if you're like don't have HBO, don't have discovery. Yeah. I don't know. That's a different, I don't What I mean, it's, it's all, we're like arguing semantics. Oh, we're splitting point, hairs. It's like, like yeah. nobody's business, um, but I will say it, it does contaminate the HBO brand for me a little bit. Totally. I was like scrolling through it and I'm like used to seeing just like HBO content, you know, Barry, Game of Thrones, Veep, succession yeah succession like sex in the city like you know all this and the idea of then scrolling past that and i'm hitting like you know property match me abroad yeah (laughs) um 
you know, and love and marriage DC. Like it's, it's, it's not, I guess a bad thing, but it, the perceived quality is lower for me now. Right. Which is also interesting because there is a difference in the branding. Like I can't just like click into HBO and be like, okay, I'm back where I was because there's HBO and then there's max originals. Right. Which are different. Which is different because it's not yeah. technically an HBO. It's a max, which could be any of those things. Yeah. Which is uh, even more confusing. Cause I'm like, when you see it's becoming like a Netflix thing where it's like, you see max original, what does that mean? Like if it's if it doesn't say HBO original because that's still HBO is part of it. Yeah. Well, now it could be anything. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, now it could be anything. Any, yeah. A Max original could be anything. It could be like the uh, any of the stuff coming from Food Network. Right. Which I guess is fine. I mean, we're going back to cable. Like literally, we're going back to like it's all under one umbrella and you don't have a hierarchy, which yeah. I guess is a good thing. But um, but I don't yeah. know, man. I don't really know. Well, it's <laughs> interesting, and I feel like we've said this three times, but um, we can we can drop it here. It's interesting. I don't know that it's like we're going back to cable, but mm-hmm. it, to me, it feels more like it's like we're heading towards like a Spotify kind of situation, mm. where it's like here's just everything in one place, right? You know? Right. Which I, I think is farther away, but I'm like. I am damn pleased to pay my 10 bucks for Spotify every month. Yes. And I'm also that was like, one that I didn't remember until my third round of thinking of things. I suppose I uh, subscribe to Well, because like, Spotify oh, is just Spotify. a staple now. It's, it's like, like you ubiquitous. Don't, yeah. It's yeah, like, you're like, you yeah, just have it, have that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only thing would be like, what is the price tag going to come to at that point? Cause it's not like yeah. they're upping, like they're merging all of these streamers, but they're only upping the prices. Like, two bucks three bucks like they're not doubling the price to something insane which they could do gradually over time um well i mean it's like one of those i'm like yeah i pay 20 bucks for netflix but i'm like fine with it because it's come up from the seven i was originally paying in like you know 2013 exactly in a decade Um, it's gone so i'm like all right yeah i guess it's ease the pain in but it's gradual yeah 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 um so speaking of uh streaming issues i guess uh sure yeah hey the writers guild is still on strike they are as of this recording i think we're on day 16 believe so uh no end in sight that i'm seeing no still picketing they they heckled uh david zaslov when he gave the bu commencement Commencement. (laughs) which is hilarious which is like who Um, who made that choice why did you choose to have him up there? What the hell? Do they have no other, you know, alumni? Like <laughs> it's a w- weird, weird flex. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they're still on strike, and as I said at the top, the Directors Guild is in negotiations and yes. kind of facing the same problem. Yes, and SAG-AFTRA uh, is about to face negotiations. I want to say it was starting on June seventh. It's really soon. I don't, I don't remember the exact. Um, um, the big thing, though, is both the DGA and the SAG-AFTRA are like ready to strike if it comes to this, uh, yes. which would make three massive unions possibly striking at the same time. Right. Which, you know, there is a lot of stuff that stops. If you don't have writers, but there are some things that are still limping on. Right. Which you know? we saw back in the first or the most recent yeah. writer strike. <laughs> things happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, things still happen. Like there are certain things that are past the writing stage that are still in production and, you know. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, if SAG-AFTRA goes on strike, that stops pretty much everything. Yeah. What do you do? Uh, yeah. Like. <laughs> The only thing I feel like that we're talking about that could possibly sneak through would be like maybe reality TV. I don't know if like the Real Housewives or SAG. It's a I, weird question. I know. And for did we say SAG is the Screen Actors Guild? Um, yeah. Sorry. SAG after is is the SAG S A G is the Screen Actors Guild. They merged with AFTRA, which is the the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. They merged, I want to say, in 2012, Mm -hmm. um, which was when the last strike with them was. But it's it's actors. It's yeah, all of them, 
all of the actors all and performers, like all of them. Getting your SAG card is a rite of passage for every actor. It means you're a serious actor. And it's not um, easy. <laughs> and it's not easy. And like, you can't do anything without writers or actors. No. You know, and you throw directors in there and it's like, that's the whole, that's, nothing. Yeah, there's nothing um, to do. So now, okay. Neither of these unions have struck. No. Um, they are still in negotiations. Um, yes. But uh, the SAG-AFTRA board voted to authorize a strike should it come to that. Um, Unanimously. Which is like a pre-animal level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is like a leveraging chip. Yeah. It's like, listen, um, we are ready we'll to do it. To do it. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very weird situation that we're in. And I don't really know what's going to happen. Usually with stuff like this, I'm like... You can kind of speculate like where we're gonna go, like who's gonna yeah. kind of do what, and like maybe you're wrong, but you can you can sense the ballpark that you're gonna land in. Totally a sports metaphor. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what this means. I don't know what this would be if all three of these end up falling apart at the same time. I mean, the last time that SAG struck was in the '80s. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how long it's been. And I don't know about the DGA, but I'm like, it's, this is like an unprecedented time. And the fact that all three unions are like, I don't want to say in unity, but they're very much on a similar page as to what yeah. they need and want. It's not looking good for the studios, but we've heard nothing about them budging. The studios yeah. being like, it just seems like they're like, well, they need to suck it up. And I'm like, do you guys have this strike, the writer's strike? That's happened. That's been going on for like just over two weeks. Yeah. Has cost you more money already than what it would have cost to just give them what they wanted. Well, it's an interesting thing because we were just talking about how big of a back catalog each of these has. It's true. So, like, you know, when when the writers struck in 2012. Oh yeah. Um, we saw a break in production like we saw shows get cut short we saw movies like get pushed back or canceled or whatever and that's happening as well but it's like right. with the streaming stuff it kind of becomes a question and i'm just like speculating this off the top of my head so like bear with me but it kind of becomes a question of like how long can they go without any new content because like SNL's running reruns, you know, the late yeah. night shows are running reruns like that. That's untenable. That, that That's not going to yeah, hold up. No. But like Netflix is not going to see a huge dip if like they don't have new content for a couple months. Yeah. It might even be good for them to not have new content for a couple yeah, months. Yeah. Well, and like and it, I, I want to like I feel like I'm coming off as like pro or anti-union or whatever, but like, that's not at that's all what I'm saying. Stance, I'm just like yeah. looking at this from the streamer's point of view, they are in a stronger position than like Sony would be totally, you know, or like NBC would be or something like that. Like right. they're like, it's, it's an interesting thing because, you know, they're not budging because the threshold that they need to end these, things is probably higher than it has been in the past dude totally I which is like one that. of i didn't either until like i was just like sitting here i'm like eh, <laughs> because we were just talking about the size of their libraries and i'm like especially if this old stuff keep becoming popular mm -hmm. you know if netflix's top 10 is like hey like it's nothing that's come out in the past five years like that's wild and, um, and if you think about streaming in general like most people are not tuning in every week to watch the new thing. Most yeah. people are throwing HBO on every night to watch re like the show they Reruns. love to watch yeah. for the past yeah. 20 years. Well, and they're, they're like cultural events when these things come out, like, sh like stranger things is a thing I have in my head of like totally. when what fourth season of stranger things. I have no idea. They came out Something like last like summer. Yeah. When that came out, that was like a huge moment. It was like, everybody watched stranger things. It was like, Whoa. Right. And then, Everyone got to the point where like, okay, like now it's not going to come out for another three years. Right. You know, and everyone's just like, like, okay, no one's sitting here chomping at the bit for new stranger things. And like it's production is delayed. Right. But like 
so what? Like if it comes out in five years? Like if it comes out a year later than it originally was, like we're kind of mm. used to that. Totally. The thing is making me sad. I know, I know. By I the way. know. But the thing <laughs> with that is though, that becomes a question of here are three of these in a row that like that become, it's like an escalation almost. Mm-hmm. You know, if the writers guild, they're like, we got old stuff, whatever. Right. If you throw in the DGA and SAG after in there as well, that's a different ball game. That's a much stronger, like an escalation of their bargaining position for the unions. Uh, right. I know, but it's weird because like we just got to the point where theaters were becoming not viable, but something yeah. that were being was being looked at. Yeah. And now this is like kind of starting yeah. to like. Ruin well, that's that the a thing. bit. <laughs> like streamers can hold out. Yeah, the, they can. Like it's streamers versus the unions. Like that's really what this that's comes what it down is. to. Yeah. But it's like there's going to be a lot of stuff that just gets crushed under this duel. Yeah. You know, because like, yeah, like the outline I just made with Netflix or with Max or with, um, you know, any of them, Paramount, whatever. Right. Like works. But if you are like Neon. Yeah. We'll say. Yeah. You know, and Neon's a pretty big company, but if you're Neon and suddenly for a year you can't do anything, dude, that's devastating. Yeah. Like just imagine yeah. imagine any business where it's like, yeah, you just can't sell anything for a year. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's your balance sheets are going to go nuts. It's bad news. And yeah. and the and the ironic part is a lot of this, not a lot of this, but part of the negotiations was about residuals for streaming. And yeah. what's going to be happening during this time is just reruns upon reruns upon reruns on streaming that, mm-hmm. and reruns being just watching The Office and Friends over and over and over and over again. And none of these people are getting paid the residuals that they need, but it's going to be the most they would have been getting paid because of this yeah. whole thing. It's like this yeah. this like paradoxical situation that they're in. And I didn't even think about this until just now. The whole streamer is like, they're cool. Like, I don't watch yeah. new stuff often at all on streamers. So it's like, they're cool yeah. as long as they can well, keep licensing products like, or titles. Yeah. I like, I definitely watch new stuff yeah. on streaming, but like, there's so much out there that like, if I had to stop doing that for a while, You'd be I'd good. be fine. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So it's, it's a weird, like high stakes thing here of like who, what's going to buckle first, I guess yeah. of streamers being like, we can't produce new content or union people saying we can't just have all of our members not working. Right. That's right. wild. I hadn't even considered that point of view. No. And because we didn't even really, we'll touch on this for a minute because we didn't really talk about the topic we wanted to talk about, the insurance mm-hmm. bonds. But yes. just as a cherry on top, these insurance places do, are denying like insurance yeah. for productions, like especially smaller productions, because since things are so tumultuous right now with all of the, the, the guilds, they don't want to insure projects that could just get halted indefinitely. Yeah. Which makes yeah. sense. They it's don't want to like, put money on the table for something that just like will likely get shut sit down doing nothing for however long right which is making it even tougher which, for those places like neon and a24 where it's like yeah which is going to be the thing butter. that really pulls us into like this affecting the feature film right. industry because like you know the writer's guild stuff is mostly based around tv mm-hmm. you know that's like the big thing totally. and it's like one of those with uh writing of feature films you like you know, there's not as much of a, a writer involved. Please don't hate me, writer friends, for what I'm about to say. But like, there's not as much of a writer involved in the production of a feature film, right? So, like, you know, the the feature film world can continue on a little bit without worrying too much about like the writer strike. Mm-hmm. You know, like there is a point where it will catch up and become problematic. Totally, but like it's at a different level than TV. Right. But like, if SAG-AFTRA and the DGA hit, then like. That's all it. of it stops. That's it. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, the bonding stuff here with the insurance is like almost preempting that where it's like here is stuff that we just like. Nope. I mean, like we're even saying like the threat of this strike is stopping productions right. on a scale right. that like, you know, 
we're talking about this Joaquin Phoenix Rooney Mara movie, The Island. Right. Um, not to be confused with the Michael Bay, because I definitely was like, they're remaking The Island. Um, like, this movie has stopped because yes. they can't insure it. Like, halted completely. Yeah. And, you know, how long, honestly, does Joaquin Phoenix have before he's already booked for something else and that movie falls apart? Exactly. Exactly. And these productions, like, we're talking, like, mid-tier. We're not talking, like, the massive $200 yeah. million dollar movies. It's like we're talking about some of the indie films that, like, just got the funding. You know? Yeah. Just was barely able to secure this on the budget that they have. And, yeah. Um, and it's just throwing a wrench. Like, all of this is throwing a wrench. And for good reason. Like, we, it's this is all necessary. Like, this has to happen yeah. because of the just imbalance in the way that people are treated and people are paid and... um. But man, is it coming at a really, really rough time for everything. Yeah. Like it really is. It's going to um, be a big shakeup. Yeah, dude. It can't not be. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's like you say, you know, it's mid-tier stuff, but it's like the well, big stuff too. I mean, it's a different conversation in terms of insurance because like, yeah, yeah, like, you know, the next, well, yeah. I don't have a, the next Mission Impossible is going to make a ton of money. Totally. I wanted to say MCU film, but then I bagged off. Uh, yeah, you know, so like that's a different insurance conversation, but like, yeah, these little things are like, well, you know, mm, that might've mm, made money. We're not touching it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Weird. It's Very. a wild time, man. The the, the concept <laughs> yeah. of the three of these hitting all at the same time. It's unprecedented. Like, you know, we could see a period like a year out where like you just don't have anything and you're what's coming out this week. Yeah. Yeah. Open at the top there. Which is just madness because I think we've been in a glut recently of just things yeah. every tons of stuff every week, streaming theaters, it's all happening. And then like we're like you said at the top, like we're gonna feel this regardless of how it ends for years going forwards. Like just this last two weeks of nothing happening. That's going to be felt for a long time. And then, yeah, again, if 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 SAG and, and the DGA go through, it's it's going to be crazy. And I wonder how long everything would kind of hold out. Like, yeah, God. Wow. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> that's <laughs> happening. <laughs> not where I thought that conversation was going to go. Interesting. No, but definitely yeah. not. But we had some realizations that like things might yeah. be even worse than we thought. <laughs> well, that's that's the best part of this podcast is we. uh like the conversation actually leads to revelation. Right. Exactly. It's why we do speculative what we do. revelation, but sure. You know, <laughs> oh. like I, I, every time we have one of these things, I always, I'm like, wow, that was like really interesting. And then my brain goes, it's also a chance that none of you know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Like, wow, I've learned so much. It could be false. So I apologize <laughs> if we have a listener in like the WGA that's just like rolling their eyes yeah. and skipping ahead. I um, hope so. DM me and I'll yeah. figure and I'll rectify what we've we said. We are more than happy to be corrected. Exactly. Um, Anyways. Yes. Let's move on to the recommendations here. Yes. It is our 99th episode. Yeah. Which is insane. Totally uh, crazy. We were saying before the pod, holy shit. This just is like what we do every week. Yeah. It's just like, uh, <laughs> don't even think about it anymore. Just like, yeah. Here we go. Um, so in that. In that vein, we are going to make a recommendation from the year 99. Yes. Uh, the best. Year. Arguably <laughs> one of the best years for film of all time. Yeah. Subject of the book. Best movie year ever by Brian mm. Rafferty. If you haven't read this book, this book's amazing. I'm going to have to read uh, it. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to recommend something from 1999 uh, because there are so many things. So many what is your recommendation, Josh? I want to like run through a bunch to like give listeners <laughs> like an understanding of how many, many, how many films came out in 1999, but I don't want to accidentally say your recommendation. So you definitely will not say my recommendation. I can guarantee you okay. that. But what I will say is we've recommended a number of films from 1999 already. Yes. Because like, it's just unavoidable when we talk about movies we love. Cause just like it's, it's yeah. unbelievable. Um, I'm going to go a little off the beaten path here. I am going to recommend a horror film, but it's one that ah. I've never talked about. I mean, I think I've in passing talked about it, but mm -hmm. it's a movie that I think is underseen if you're not like one of those 
ultimate horror heads. One of those uh, people. <laughs> yeah, one of the one of these people, and um, it's called Audition. And I, you Ooh. might have heard about this, and it is like famous in the horror scene for just being one of the most effed movies you've ever seen in your life. Um, it's directed by Takashi Miike, who directed One Missed Call and Ichi the Killer, and he's like a legendary oh. Japanese filmmaker who specializes in this really specific kind of quiet dread that leads to just something horrifying and that's what this movie is so basically it follows a man who has recently lost his wife who is essentially just trying to find someone new to fill his life with and so he decides to hold an audition of sorts where he I don't want to say tricks, but under false pretenses, women are going in to try and audition for a part, and the part being his wife. Mm. And he meets a woman who is very interesting, and he takes a liking to her, and things kind of just kind of kick off from there. And as he learns more about her, it starts to devolve into this WTF scenario that, I'll be honest, the last third of this movie, and definitely the last 10 minutes, like... It's one of the most upsetting things you'll ever see in a movie. And by the time you've seen it, you're just like, who thought of this and how? But mm. the filmmaking and the storytelling in this movie is so masterfully done because throughout the first half, you're almost not even sure it's a horror film. It's like this mm -hmm. just very quiet, beautifully made like melodrama about this man who's looking and it's about longing. And then it becomes more of like a revenge type of film that... um it's still, even in its like most messed up moments, is still quiet. Like I think when the hammer sure. drops and it drops hard, I don't even think there's a score going on. I think there's just this imagery that you're seeing, and it has to do with something in a in a sack in a room. And it's just when that happens, it is so so disturbing that you're just like it's burned into my brain. But the movie is just like a it's like a horror masterpiece. Like it really is. Uh, and it, you can find it on Tubi for free, which is just crazy to me. Um, Tubi <laughs> coming through again. And Rock and roll. Yeah. I watched Takashi Miike's films. One Missed Call is is beautiful. It reminds me of Pulse. Like this this old style Japanese um, yeah. like Korean filmmaking is just so specific and so great. And, uh, and they really know how to scare the shit out of you. So Audition, <laughs> it's a classic if you've never seen it. But make sure that you have the stomach for it. Because I did, I do mean that literally. Because like it is messed up. So... Um, so audition it's yeah it's one of those nice. movies <laughs> that's a great pick that's uh not in my book here really i kind of yeah. get that i kind of it's a little yeah it's a, there's little a lot there's a lot to get through <laughs> in one book, yeah but uh <laughs> and like american so, classics like <laughs> yeah so uh i will say my recommendation and then we'll we'll hit a couple well, not hit, but we'll say some of the other ones that were that came out. Um, yeah. But my recommendation is also a little bit off the beaten path, which is kind of hilarious considering how much high quality stuff there is like. Yeah. From 1999. Yeah. Um, a lot like Flight Club. Yeah. Uh, but uh, mine is a movie called Run Lola Run. Yes. I've seen this. Um, yeah. So this is a movie. I believe it's German. I want to say, I haven't watched it in a long time, but it's, it's a German movie. Mm -hmm. um, it's about a girl named Lola who uh, needs to come up with a hundred thousand Deutschmarks. So yes, German. Uh, and she's got about 20 minutes to do it after like a, a botched money drop kind of thing. Yep. Um, but it's really interesting in that, like it runs over that same 20 minutes with different situations, I want to say three or four times. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's each time is her trying a different way uh, to get this money with uh, with varying results. Um, yeah. And the the tension in it is palpable. Yeah. You know, you can feel the anxiety. So it has her running around trying to get this stuff because her boyfriend uh, is going to just rob a grocery store at the end of the 20 minutes to get it. Yep. Um, and she's trying to avoid that happening. But man, Run Little Run, directed by Tom Tor Tom, ooh, German name. Tom <laughs> Tykwer. Sure. T-Y-K-W-E-R. Um, who has gone on to pretty good stuff. Uh, 
I mean, like he's he's directed a bunch of different things. Um, Sense Eight, Cloud Atlas, you know, a, a bunch of different stuff. Uh, but oh, this was the one that really put him in the on the map. This is the one that I kind of remember from my first year of film school being like, here is like an abstract way to structure a movie. Yeah, um, it's like a little more structured than the chaos of Pulp Fiction, but like sure. still avant garde in a way. Yes. Um, and it and works. Man, it works so well. And there's this weird little, there's like this in between time between the, uh, the, the 20 minute segments, um, you know, of just her and, uh, Manny, Lola and Manny, mm-hmm. uh, being a couple. Um, yeah. That like really gives you a connection to these characters. And man, I, I want to rewatch this movie. I haven't re I haven't watched this movie in a good, good while. Um, oh yeah. But it stands, you know, it stands up it, it, it well, having not watched it in a, in, in a, a while, moment, but it's, I, I mean, it's an incredible cornerstone, I think of cinema, you know, totally. And I think I watched this in film school. So not like too, too long ago, but definitely yeah, sure. I've seen it within the last 10 years. And it was like one of those, like, whoa, like it this moves. kind of yeah. it moves and it's different. Um, yeah, really good though, man. Really good. Yeah. So that's the two. Um, Wait, where can I find that? That uh, you got to rent it on Amazon or Apple. Oh, um, no but it's worth it, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just to point out, like other 1999 movies. Oh, um, dude! I mean, this has Letterbox list written all over it, but for sure. <laughs> I mean, just like the list is endless. Like to give you give you a sense, you got uh, the Iron Giant. I think is is one of the big ones. Yeah, not even one of the big ones, which is weird to say. Ten yeah. Things I Hate About You, American Beauty, The Green Mile, The, the Sixth Matrix. Sense, The Matrix, Fight Club, Toy Story Off Two, of Space, The Blair Witch Project, Magnolia, The, the Mummy, Cruel Intentions, Star Wars Episode One. Mm-hmm. Like the list, it's it's nuts. Yeah. I mean. All of those Office we just space. listed. Yeah. <laughs> and like so many more. Um, the list is is kind The Insider, Michael Mann. Yeah, endless. Being John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. Girl Interrupted. Go, girl Interrupted. Uh, shout out my wife. I, I told her this prompt and she went, Girl Interrupted. Wait. I went, no, you're no, right. She's like, on. that was from 1999. Yeah. It's like, yeah, rock and roll. She's dead like, on. very proud. Um, Eyes Wide Shut. Election, Man on the Moon. Yeah. It's It's... It is. It's um, wild. It's one of the best years in in cinema history. It's kind of the crazy. Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, a lot of these we've literally already recommended, which is how yeah. you know that it's just a good yeah. year. So yeah, but yeah, that's our recommendation. We're talking audition and run Lola run. That I feel like would be a pretty good double feature. It could. It very well could be. We went I feel foreign. like I haven't I haven't seen audition, but. Uh, that seems like it's kind of in the same tier as Run Little Run. A hundred percent. And I, we both went non-American on this. That's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. When, Amer- well, when this was like the greatest American year in cinema. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's crazy. I thought you might do uh, Run Little Run. Uh, so I had. Uh, oh. Well, no. So I had Galaxy Quest in my back pocket mm, just in case, which yeah. is also ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, but all right. Whew. Let's pull it in. Yeah. Uh, that That is the last. This is the end of episode 99. This is our, the end of our last episode with two digits. Oh, man. Wild. That's wild. And we have something very special. We're not going to say. We have, a, but we have a lot of fun planned for you next week. Yes, um, for the big We 100. actually do have a plan. We <laughs> do. We've gotten to the end of this uh, each time and been like, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to um, do. But we have a plan. We do. Uh, but it's before be we fun. get to that, uh, Josh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, people can find me on the internet on Twitter at Josh Fuller 33 Fuller is spelled with no E. You can also find me on both Instagram and Letterboxd at Josh J. Fuller. And where can people find you, Willis? Uh, you can find me on the internet, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Letterboxd at Film. And if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on pixelsplitters.com. Or you can find us on social at Pixel Splitters on Instagram, at Pixel Split Pod on Twitter, and at Pixel Splitters on Letterboxd, where you can find all of our recommendations, including Audition and Run Lower Run. Um, uh, very mm, good. Yeah. 
That's good. That's good. <laughs> this uh, is like, I, I'm looking at this letterbox list and I've had a few of these now that I'm like, I just want to like watch all of these. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. be able to say like, oh yes, I've watched uh, every movie that came out in 1999. Because <laughs> I keep scrolling here, like Buena Vista Social Club, yeah. Boys Don't Cry, Cradle Will Rock. Yeah, it's like, it is. Ghost Dog. Yeah. The South Park movie. <laughs> the South Park movie. Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That's crazy. It's crazy. All right, that'll do it. Um, End of episode 99. Good times, Josh. Uh, Big Daddy, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude. I might just watch 99 movies, like movies from 99 for like the next couple weeks. We'll see. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Uh, And that'll be it. Uh, End of pod.